0: It's Friday. It's the most important basketball podcast there is. FRPC Hoops is on yes, the air. Sir. It's your boy Nico Miatello coming yes. in from Canada. Nico, yes, how sir. how how are you today, sir?
1: I'm I'm doing okay. I'm doing a hell of a lot better than you are. I
0: know that for sure. Oh, I'm playing hurt. You are? I am playing hurt. I have full Long COVID. Yeah. My knees are weak. Uh sometimes I'm seeing like two pins, you know. So we'll see how this podcast goes. Yeah. <laughs> but we could not leave the people.
1: No. Not you, you insisted on the flu game.
0: I insisted on the flu game. You guys can carry me off the court after, and then we can just go from there. <laughs> But I, there were a couple things that I wanted to talk to you about that, to me, were so important that I had to get out of my bed and somehow not have the sweats go on to get this going.
1: Okay. We're going
0: to talk about the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. Everybody's taboo NBA squad for the first half of the year because of all of the uprising that happened. In yeah. the off season, we can talk about it, and all the early season mm-hmm. uprising that happened with one Kyrie Irving, but yeah. we've hit a stretch of basketball now where it's it's legitimate
1: they can't lose <laughs> they can't lose this is i I was very excited. At the beginning of the year, having that Brooklyn net swap right on my Houston pick this season, I thought we'd have a double dip chance at Victor in lottery odds. I always knew they'd get better, but I thought they had dug themselves too much of a hole and Kyrie was too crazy, but KD just is playing some of the best basketball in the league right now. I, I, It's hard to say after the stats Luke is putting up, but I call KD my MVP because he's the best guy in the league going both ways on the court.
0: Okay, so KD right now, effective field goal percentage is 61.5%. Mm-hmm. His true shooting percentage is 68 Okay, now here's the sick part. He's sixty-seven. He's 63.7 on his twos, and we know what those are. We know yeah. what those twos are. Those are contested. I'm still just 6'11", 7 feet, and I'm going to jump over you, and this 17-footer is going in. We all know what it is. It's automatic right now. It's just, and like you're right. He's playing on both sides of the ball, which is the most important mm-hmm. thing. Now,
1: yeah, yeah, he's the best defensive player on that team. I know Ben Simmons uh, makes an impact defensively, and at his peak, when he's back to like the Philly Ben Simmons, I would say he's a better defensive player than KD, but he's not there. I'll hold yet back on
0: Ben for up. a second because I'm going Nick- to yeah,
1: Nick Nick Claxton is also a good defender at the center position. Royce O'Neal came over. He's kind of a little bit past his peak, but he's still playing really well for the Nets. But KD is the best defender out of all those guys on what's a pretty good defensive team, especially down this stretch. They've been excellent. I, I can't do anything but sing the praises of the Nets and be sad that the swap rights this year don't matter at all.
0: I feel like a a proud papa right now because (laughs) how Bill Simmons of you to roll your team into this somehow. Of course. Your pick is now somehow – Oh, oh every
1: Brooklyn Nets conversation for the next six years is going to involve the Houston Rockets at some level.
0: Ah, uh, James Harden. Mm. Uh, and he's coming yeah, home, too. We we'll miss you. Oh, let's, yeah. we're, <laughs> we're not going to go there. A couple other stats I want to throw out to you. Yeah. Kyrie, 26.2 points. Mm-hmm. Effective field goal percentage, fifty-seven point three. True shooting percentage, sixty-one point one. Oh, and he's and he's a six-foot point guard that yams, tip back yams. Mm-hmm. On people. So, <laughs> I, I okay. I I listened to a podcast. Um, shout out to the right time um with Bamani Jones, and he had said mm-hmm. something, and. I didn't think it was true, but I could see the inner workings of a NBA franchise looking at all the possibilities when the unfortunate uh uh tweets and, and um things came out that yeah. he might be out of basketball. Like Bomani Jones actually said that out loud that he could mm-hmm. be out of basketball, that his 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 basketball mortality was in jeopardy. Yeah. Now, at that point, I was like, that's a little problem. They overstated, it, right, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then I started to think about it. I was like, you know what? He doesn't walk this back. Mm-hmm. There, this could be worse than Russell Westbrook. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Because we've seen people like Carmelo say, I don't want to take a role. And then, like, a year and a half later, come back. And it worked out fine, mm-hmm. but when you when you're talking about something like this, that's such a sensitive subject, and you know, and in a, it puts people in a in a in a posture where they they feel that they've been hurt in in a in a way. Um, yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he was he was promoting racist content, I think, somewhat unknowingly or maybe knowingly, but not fully realizing the, the gravity of the situation. But then I, I think, I think he took the necessary steps and he's done a lot to show that he's changed and learned from this situation. He, he kind of benefited, I think from the fact that the Kanye thing was happening at the same time. And at it, On one side, it was more negative for him because like, all the attention on Kanye kind of uh, made the attention on Kyrie greater for this subject. But then at the end, when Kanye just continued to double down and Kyrie was actively making these moves to repair the damage he's done and reach out to Jewish communities and say that he's just supporting love. He, he didn't realize what he was about. That's, that's what he wants to be about as a person though. And that's love is like at the center of what I think he wants his mission to be at the very least.
0: This is what I'll say about Kyrie. I lived in Boston for 15 years. You know that. Mm-hmm. I've had some experiences around the sports world in Boston. Every person that you talk to about Kyrie, they have nothing but superlatives. Mm-hmm. Nothing but superlatives. Now, you might find front office folks that might tell you a different story,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but your stewards, your equipment people, your random restaurant tour where he closed down a restaurant and had a little celebration but then gave the staff a celebration. I mean, there's so many stories like that. Mm -hmm. And he's very, from what I've been told, he's very connective. He he know who the door person is and know my name and if they have a kid hey how's you know X Y and Z doing Mm -hmm. so like I don't think what he put out there was malicious on his part I think like Mm -hmm. you said it was probably coming more from ignorance than anything else but Mm -hmm. the one thing that we can say about him is this is that from that point on he's going to spectacular yeah, he's getting Kyrie.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Peak Kyrie. So he's, yeah, he's winning them games with his offensive like repertoire all the
0: time. I have one thing that I would want for them. <laughs> and it's something that they can't get exclusively. But the right player for them, yeah, the absolute like right player for them, even at this stage, is like Isaiah Stewart.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I think they want Nicholas Claxton to develop into that type of guy, but he doesn't have like the The mentality that you're looking for, he's he kind of does. like He does have some dog in him, but it's not to the level where it's like he's going to kick the rest of the guys in your team in the ass and get the ball rolling.
0: No, he could be the barker, but then you would need like a crowder. Yeah. To back him up. Like, Mm -hmm. no, no, no. He says it. I'm about it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's Maybe why I like Isaiah the Stewart. That's, that's why I like Isaiah Stewart. I'm not saying he, you can get him. I, yeah. But I said, perfect, perfect. But now, my question is, going off of what I've said, that that's the perfect player, mm-hmm. what would be something that they could get that would be close to that?
1: Um, Guys like that don't exactly grow on trees. And um often though they're the type of guys who teams would like to retain like they don't aren't often available but the first team that comes to mind if I'm going to be looking around for a guy like that would be the pelicans just because the depth that they're they're sitting on at a lot of positions and while they don't have a player I would say is as good as a guy a like Isaiah Stewart. If hypothetically they were looking to trim something off the big rotation and someone like Jackson Hayes or Willie Hernan Gomez was available, I think that would be a good guy for a team like the Nets or the Lakers to try and go and get.
0: Yeah. Um a couple of days ago. I will call myself out. Mm-hmm. I was in a COVID fever stupor. And I had the shakes and I had figured out the Lakers problems all in like I don't know three hours. Oh three hours. I had it all figured out. I was like, you know what? I could get th- I could have this team with depth in three moves. Mm-hmm. In three moves, yeah, and you would be able to retain it. But that's where leaders—that's—we're not talking about them. We're we're, we're not going down that road. We will not do it. Not Um, a
1: Lakers day.
0: No. Here's here's the one other thing that I'm going to say about Brooklyn. Um, The something more guy, it is obvious, right? It's Simmons. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, the
0: something more guy is Simmons. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're pretty pedestrian numbers at this point, okay? So 60% from the field, well, all his shots come from two, three feet in. Yeah, so he's shooting, okay. like,
1: three times a game. Like,
0: yeah, he's right. abysmal for free throws, we know that. And didn't he go, like, 0 for December, if I'm not mistaken? He was like...
1: It, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was 0 for December on free throws. But I think even... Bigger than the problem with the fact that he was missing the free throws is the fact that he's not aggressive and not getting to the line anymore. Offensively, he's become a complete non-factor. Like I I have a
0: fix. I I have a fix. Okay, I thought about this. Mm -hmm. So, COVID thinking, but think about this. I wish we could have Simmons... Be injected with some Kyrie juice, yeah, and then have some Simmons juice be injected into Kyrie,
1: just to docile and down. Yeah, yeah.
0: That to me, <laughs> listen, we came well, up. Listen, the United States of America and and our and our our friends, our our allies came up. With this COVID vaccine thing, like, overnight, mm-hmm. we can't inject so, some, like, you know, characteristics. Yeah. Or some Or some thinking, or some, maybe some self-thought, <laughs> you know, and just kind of swap it.
1: Yeah, man. Because it, it, it would
0: make a world of
1: difference. It'd it would, make, absolutely. Know. Ben Simmons is another guy who's kind of hard to talk about like that, though, just because... Like, you know, so much of it is mental and we've seen him like even since the beginning of his career, like he realized he wasn't a good three point shooter. People made fun of him for it. So he just stopped taking them no matter how many times it was going to be the year Ben Simmons shoots threes. He wouldn't do it. And then we everything he dealt with last year going into this year I'm not trying to downplay someone's struggles and battle with anxiety because I definitely struggle with it at times too, but we're standing at a place where he's sit has an incredibly large salary on this Brooklyn Nets team, and I really don't know how they're going to get better. We, in a situation like this, I'm, I know that like right now we're in a place where it's all looking good, but is it going to be the same way at the end of the season? Even if they like make a deep playoff run, I'm, I'm not sure it feels destined to kind of implode on itself unless there's some massive change in Ben Simmons play.
0: I agree with all of that because right now it is good. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter if is only scoring like six, seven points a game and eight rebounds and whatever. And sometimes he looks at the basket and sometimes there's a week where he doesn't look at a basket kind of mm-hmm. weird, but yeah, the problem is, is that when it gets to the point where it's all on the line, we're gonna need you so I understand and this is gonna sound callous I do understand about the the mental um aspect of what's going on here Mm -hmm. but at some point man you just you just gotta let it fly you just gotta be like you know what this is what it's gonna be I'm I'm one of the most gifted, athletically, God-gifted, athletically given person on the planet at this point. Mm -hmm. I might not be able to do this well, do this well, but I can do two things well. I can pass, I can defend. Mm -hmm. And if I'm left open, I'm going aggressive to the hole. If I get fouled, I get fouled. If I hit him, I hit If I don't, I don't. But I'm going to continue to go. I'm going to continue to go. Yeah. And that's the difference between Giannis and Ben Simmons. Like, that's the difference. Yeah. Giannis doesn't care. He just yeah. doesn't.
1: It's true. He just does it over and over. I think
0: like, was, not- was it Jackie McMullen who had the who was talking to Bill Simmons. Like I want to say it was like a year ago, and she said there was a time where, no, I think it was Ramona Shelburne talking to somebody else. But I remember her saying something about she was doing something on Philly, and there was been just knocking them down from three. Yeah, just knocking them down from three. And because he was, he wasn't doing it perfectly.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Like he didn't hit all of them. He would not bring it out in the game. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where we are with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been, that's been the book on, it's been kind of his whole career uh, to this point. And it, I I kind of get a little fed up with the just the discourse in general just because there's nothing new. there Nothing's changed. I really hope something happens that helps him get better for his own sake, not just, like, as a basketball player, just as a person who struggles with anxiety in that way. But I...
0: I just want yeah. him to be able to play free. <laughs> mm-hmm, like, I just agree. free. Just whatever you believe basketball should be, just, just, just do it. Just play with a, a passion and a joy
1: Yeah.
0: and not worry about, Oh, this shot's not going in and you know, whatever. Cause that's what coaches are for, right? Coaches are, Oh, let's pull them out. Hey, man, you were just getting a little loose or no, we really like the aggression, but we're going to need this for like the fourth quarter, right? Yeah. They could reel that in for him. Mm -hmm. But right now, you just want him to just unleash and just play. And he's playing with two dudes that if you think about it, other than like Steph and maybe Draymond and Clay, Mm -hmm. he's probably playing with the two best guys to do that with, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, he'd be better if he was in the Draymond role himself. But uh, yeah, this is probably the best, the best version of that kind of thing. I I think part of the problem there kind of boils back to everyone else that has to be on the court. And because once you start running a system like that, you need either Ben to be able to play the five, the way Draymond does or a five who's able to space the floor, um, which Nick Claxton obviously doesn't. Um, But maybe we get into the playoffs and something I've been kind of thinking about is like, they could run a four or five Ben KD lineup that could be really scary if they get everything working right with Royce O'Neal Kyrie and just some other guard. So I know they've, they've done some stuff with it in the past, I think, but maybe that's their saving grace that leads them to playoff glory. If Ben starts to get better. So I think that's a that's the hopeful note I'd wanna end on. It's there is there's maybe one lineup that exists on this team that could be a problem in the playoffs. Death lineup adjacent.
0: Okay. I like that death lineup adjacent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna hit you with something that you weren't prepared for, but I'm gonna ask you a question. So you're on the spot. This kind like your penance. Mm-hmm. If you gave me a snapshot of your YouTube um, viewing, like yeah. top five, mm-hmm. who's, who's tape is in that top five that you've been looking at, and this, give me like a quick little blurb. On
1: this it. this year, um, yeah, like right, right now, like if uh, if you if ooh, like, ooh, if I went right now, big up, big shift, um. Okay, I would say I've been watching a lot of the Arkansas guys lately, the three of them, the Anthony Black, Nick Smith, pre-injury and uh, pre- and post-injury, I guess, and Jordan Walsh. What do you
0: think about that kid Jordan Walsh?
1: I, I've been in on Jordan Walsh. I was really in on Jordan Walsh at the beginning of the season. I thought he would be a really fun player, especially because I kind of believe that there could be some shot there eventually. I know that's like the, the hot take on Jordan Walsh, but I think there's, there's the makings of a shot because he does basically everything else well the way he moves around the floor he can defend he can ball handle a little bit he's aggressive around the rim super athlete so jordan walsh is a guy who i've really liked throughout most of the year and i'm glad that unfortunately it's after the brazil injury but he's been able to like show himself to be the the prospect he he can be maybe a guy I might want on the Rockets with that late first round pick, that Bucks pick.
0: Wow. Okay, yeah <laughs> I, I i saw I saw Washington in one game and he just flashed every time. Defense, offense. He, he just he he makes right plays. Mm-hmm. I like people who like make right plays. Yeah. It, it, they just make me happy inside. Because I'm like, oh, I don't have to worry about you. Mm-hmm. I yeah, definitely. Russell he- Westbrook, every time he touches the basketball <laughs> work. I didn't have great hair. Now I have great hair. Oh, man. It's not, uh, great. <laughs> it's not great at all. But, yeah, Jordan Walsh looks great. Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry,
1: that's... Russell Westbrook has done such things to you. I know. He he made me he he made me quite angry too. So, I understand.
0: So you you're watching tape on the on the Alabama guy. So then let's mm. let's talk about the guy.
1: The, the Alabama guys. Yeah, let's the, talk
0: about the guy though.
1: Uh, Br- Brandon Miller, you mean? Yes, yeah, sir. I. Uh, <laughs> Brandon Miller is a guy who I think I think people are going a little too crazy about right now. I I've seen him mocked everywhere as high as 3. Some people have him at 3 and that's absolutely crazy to me. Um I really I do like what he is as a prospect but I I go into the game and I watch him and I see a guy who's again. I'm. I, this is another time I'm pulling it back to the Rockets, but Jabari Smith is a guy who a lot of people have been very critical of very early in this season and the way people were watching him play they they very much were have been down on Jabari Smith he's improved lately and I want to talk about that positively but the way Jabari Smith plays and the way a guy like Brandon Miller plays are very similar especially the immediate translation to the league because neither of them have a whole lot of on ball game and Brandon Miller is an adequate defender but he He's nowhere in the world of Jabari Smith. We're also walking into a much stronger draft crop this coming year at the top anyways than we had last year. So a guy like Brandon Miller, expecting him to go third is a little crazy to me.
0: Yeah, that's a a little aggressive. Three is really aggressive. The one thing I will say about Brandon Miller is the self-awareness. Because there was an interview where he talked about these things. He talked about these limitations. He says, Hey, look, I'm like a buck ninety-five wet. So yeah. I understand that my efficiency inside the paint is not what it should be, but as I get stronger, my my want and my confidence level of being able to go inside will kind of mature as my body matures. Mm-hmm. And he kind of said the same thing about his defense. It's like he he feels that he gets knocked off yeah. easier because of the fact of the weight. And he's he's trying to figure out angles where it doesn't necessarily bump him off as much mm-hmm. or, or whatever. But he's also trying to do that without fouling. So I like the self awareness yeah. of the kid. So I, I, that's something you would kind of look at and go, all right, well, if he understands that, then this is kind of maybe worth the, the gamble, but I yeah. don't know about three.
1: Yeah, no, no, three, three is getting too high for me. I still, I still like him. Like I I was someone who loved a guy like Jabari last year and had him incredibly high in that class. I, I think I'm going to, I haven't finished my work yet. I think I'll probably have him in the lottery, but for me, he's just closer to the back end. There's some guys I like more.
0: Mm. You'd have to love the shooting, Mm -hmm. and you'd have to, like, be able to say, I believe that the playmaking is coming.
1: Yeah, yeah, or, or like, the ability to get his own shot is coming, because that's not quite there yet either. He's more of an off-ball player who gets kind of looks created for him. He's created some for himself, but... isn't quite there.
0: Yeah, I can see that, though. I can see him... I can see creation Mm -hmm. a
1: little bit. I can. Yeah. We need to see it more, though.
0: Yeah, I I can understand that on somebody... Yeah, I can understand that part, but I also understand that there's a framework of the offense and they're Mm -hmm. still trying to win games down there, and I I get the whole thing. So, Mm -hmm. I think once he is free from the restrictions of Alabama basketball and he's yeah in that, you know, draft. Yeah, that, that's thing. fair. I, I think I you'll think, see that.
1: I think he gets enough opportunity that we could see a little more of it though. Like I've seen him get the ball a good amount and just either pass back out like instantly a move or like just make – Kind of blind drives to the rim when he, when there's other things he could be doing, kick out options, options become open. So I, I, again, I don't want to like completely hate on Brandon Miller. I've just seen some absolutely wild takes ranking him far too high this year.
0: But your love for Jed uh, Howard is the reason that my feet, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, my Jet Howard's my guy this year. I I he's another guy who I've heard getting compared to Jabari Smith. Both these guys are smaller than Jabari obviously, but he, I I don't know, he's got a little more with the ball in his hands and the defense for a wing point of attack defender is great, I think. I don't know. I think Jet Howard could be uh, uh, great might be might be a little bit of a stretch there, but it is well, good.
0: But well, the thing yeah, the thing good. that you the thing I don't do you know do you know about the, the Jalen Rose influence on Jet? Do you like, know, like know about his it? dad? You mean well no, also um Jalen has a, a academy in Detroit and he's gonna oh, spend yeah, a lot yeah. of time in, in, in Michigan um supporting obviously his his FI member, right, and um, supposedly dropping jewels on Jet on Mm -hmm. shot creation, how to get open, little tricks of the trade where, you know, he's a big body. You know, how can he use the shoulder, kind of give the elbow, but not sort of. So...
1: Yeah. yeah, I I can definitely see that, too. Jet's a really impressive kid. I need to, to do more film on, on him, obviously. But so far from everything I've said, I'm going to probably have a pretty irresponsible ranking on him.
0: Do not make our rankings fraudulent. No,
1: it won't be fraudulent. It's just this is the exact type of player I love. It's like, I don't know. I, I'm, I always. Nico, I'm going to
0: tell you this right now. You're going to get one, one KOC pick a year.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: You're, but, you're our equivalent to KOC as mm-hmm. far as the ringer is concerned. And you're going to get one a year.
1: Yeah. One, one wild one. Just one
0: Killian Hayes a year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, he might be my Killian Hayes. He, I, I suck at player comps in general. They're my least favorite thing. And my upcoming uh, board, I have, I have a way to not do player comps, but still explain players that I'm going to break down. But this is kind of explaining why i love jet he reminds me of kind of like moses moody and jabari smith like mixed together and those are two players that i liked like a, significantly more than consensus mm. so i i i'm going to love this dude he, i think after
0: this i'm going to give you some film to break down cuz mm-hmm. i think i have a comp for him but you have to you have to be old yeah. to understand okay <laughs> People be like, oh my, you this is too old for me. I can't deal with this. What are you talking yeah. about, VHS tapes? I
1: know, <laughs> no, no, they got a lot of it on YouTube. You'd be surprised.
0: No, I, I know, I know, but I, I I do think I do have a comp for them. Um, yeah. I got a c- couple quick hitters before I get up out of here. Um, one, Portland Shane Sharp, mm-hmm. and I want to kind of do this two ways. I want to talk about the player. I also want to talk about the organization. I want to talk about who's running the organization, and I want to talk about um, how this all kind of came about Mm -hmm. real quick. Shane Sharp plays, what, two, three games at Kentucky last year, right? No, he didn't play. Didn't play. Didn't play at all. Didn't play at all. Okay. There was just this cloud that he was at some point. Yeah. And then it just never happened. Okay. It never happened, yeah. Mike Schmidt, who was at ESPN, gets a mm-hmm. lot of time with these players. Yes. And one of his favorite guys in the draft was Shaden Sharp. Mm-hmm. Said it early. Yeah. He early was in the all process. The so Joe Cronin is now the guy in charge in Portland. With all the Paul Allen things going on. Yeah. RP Paul Allen and all that's going on with his sister and they trying to figure out that whole deal. Now the other thing is they draft him. Mike Mm. Schmidt is now part of that brain trust. Yeah. Shane Sharp is now a Portland trailblazer. Here's my thing. I've seen it a couple times in my life. Okay. Mm -hmm. He seems to levitate, like he'll jump in the air. Kind mm-hmm. to sit there, yeah. wait for the defender to start going down, yeah. and then make his move. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm gonna say something really sacrilegious right now. <laughs> I I
1: I understand like, the conflict. I am. I'm okay. I know. Who I can it is. tell
0: you, I can tell you contemporary job, mm-hmm. Right? Job gives that that yeah. Bendy, like it the play is never over because he's still up in the air. But yeah. this guy just stays in the air. Yeah. And that Joe- reminds me of two people. Uh-huh. <laughs> One. It was a guy by the name of Dominique Wilkins who just sat there and just, yeah. I'm just going to stay in the air.
1: Neaky. One of the and then guys. I'm going
0: to elevate a little bit more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Do some twists. And then I'm going to throw it down. The other guy, which he reminds me of a lot more, mm-hmm. is the guy that they just made the MVP trophy after.
1: <laughs> That's the yeah. scary part. That uh, that is. History.
0: I know that people are going like. <laughs> no, it's, listen! It's, I want like, it. to hear it. I want to hear it.
1: It's just the athleticism type. I totally understand what you mean. Like jaw is just a much more sudden athlete. And for him, the impressiveness of his jumps are almost more how fast they are and how high he gets and how much power he can have coming down with Shaden. It's like, like you said, levitation. He's just moving softly through the air. Another guy who was obviously not to this same extent, but he, like, this same type of athlete was Josh Smith, who played for Atlanta, Houston, Detroit. He just, when he would jump, he just moved through the air so slowly, kind of, like, Jordan-esque. And I definitely see a lot of that same stuff with Shaden. There's part of why watching his film before he came into the league was so like perplexing and breathtaking, just playing against these average players. And he's just moving through the air so effortlessly. And his handle is incredible. He can make every jump shot.
0: So I'm going to give you three names and you know them. Mm -hmm. And then you tell me. All right. No. Desmond Bain.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Evan Mobley. Okay. All right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Satan Sharp. Yes. Telling you, every time I feel like I've got a little more information or felt mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. I'm seeing this right. Yeah. Let me double check mm-hmm. if I'm seeing it right. I'll go and check and find yeah. out from people if I'm seeing uh. something correctly. Mm-hmm. Now, you and I, obviously, this is a new podcast, so people aren't understanding where I'm going with this, but I've been on the Desmond Dane train for a long time. Yes, sir. I was on the Evan Mobley train. I'm still a lot of stock in Evan Mobley. Shaden yeah. is my guy. Shaden is, is the guy that I'm looking at going mm, mm-hmm. That's your dude? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Some, somebody is going to be really we were like this on Halliburton. hmm Yeah. We have, we have a whole thing on him that we can talk oh, about. Man. We might yeah. have to do a whole podcast on that. Yeah. And it's probably revolving around two or three teams, but just the way no, no, you out know, him.
1: There's so many teams. There's so many teams that just, even the Kings, even the Kings. <sighs> the, like, yeah, the Halliburton conversation is very long.
0: But Hardly. we were in on him, but mm-hmm. I told you about how I felt about Mowly. Yeah. And I told you how I felt about faith, right? Mm-hmm. I told you how I felt. So he seems to get it, like, even though he knows that there are other people in the league and they're getting all their stats and Paolo's doing this and Jabari's doing this, and Matherin is just on another planet. Let's Mm -hmm. let's leave him alone. But he's figured out Mm -hmm. how to fit a role, yeah. On a team that's winning, be comfortable in it. But also, like, oh, yeah, there's a lot more. There's a lot yeah. more to this game, just so you know.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Man. much
0: more to this if I get minutes. So, beware.
1: Yeah, I... I This makes me want to go down so many other paths because it it leaves the future very open for the Trailblazers if Shaden Sharp is a really good player. They have multiple directions they can move in. It kind of reminds me a little bit of how the organization was when they drafted Dame Lillard in the first place and they already had that like... Established group with Wesley Matthews and LaMarcus Aldridge and Nicholas Batum and then they brought in uh, Lillard and they weren't sure where they were going to go in the future and then finally when they decide to cut it down rebuild around Lillard there's all of a sudden CJ McCollum Al Farouk Aminu this whole new Blazers team that's right back in it I kind of feel like if this team does move away from Dane in the future, I'm not sure if they will or not. I don't want to dive into that necessarily, but they could rebuild uh, a great team around Amph and Shaden now very seamlessly. That's I think the, the pick was perfect for them at the time. It provided them the optionality, giving that boom-bust guy right there at eight, and I just great move by them. I, I gave Joe Cronin some shit when he first t- took the job for some bad trades there with CJ McCollum and Norman Powell. But since then he's been uh, quite adept.
0: In the acquisition of, of uh, Jeremy Grant too. So mm-hmm. like that, you yeah. know, it didn't, t- didn't take much to get him. No. You know, and he seems to like his role there. Yeah. So, Good piece for right now. And then if you need to move on. hmm There you go.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just since those those first trades when he took over as the interim GM, uh, which I didn't think were great. Basically everything else he's done has been pretty good, pretty impressive.
0: Couple of things I want to hit on and then we can go. But um Tara Eason in, in Houston. Yeah. Like Honestly, kudos to that management staff. Mm -hmm. Usman Garava, year before.
1: And Shingoon.
0: But no, I'm just talking about similar, just kind of, they're not similar players, but profile.
1: Yeah. 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 Defensive men.
0: Right. Didn't get scared from the Garava deal, went right back in, got Tari Eason in. Tari Eason has been an absolute wonder. And yeah, I, I love great. Tari Eason. Um, I didn't know if it could translate to the NBA, but I was really fascinated to see if it would. Yeah. And it does.
1: It, it, it does way better than I, I assumed it would, for sure. He was someone I was very skeptical of coming into the draft. And as a Rockets fan, when we first took him, I was not the happiest with it. I uh, I kind of saw it coming. I kn- well, I was I was pretty certain. I was pretty certain they were going to take him with that selection actually. But um I I didn't think it would be great, but it, ever since I've seen him on the team, my opinion has changed <laughs> immensely because like m- Some of my biggest problems with him were specifically defensively, and some of them still exist, where he's just too instinctual. And it's something you want players to be instinctive a lot of the time, but it also makes you really easy to bait into certain moves when teams know that that's what's going on. And I sort of over-indexed for that being such a problem in the playoffs when Houston's not going to be in the playoffs for a while now. So we don't really have to worry about teams game planning for Tar Easton's defense. And also like he, he has a very distinct one handed game and it's worked for him in the league at this point. And like, he hasn't had the ball in his hands too much, so he hasn't had to dribble, and sometimes just dribbling up works.
0: The cost analysis alone, he was yeah. a, the 17th pick, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. What you got from the 17th pick, Gravy. You got yeah. energy. I'll play defense, grab rebounds, go to the cup, move, set script. You got exactly what you wanted from mm-hmm. the 17th pick. Yeah, and like he's happy to do it. Yeah,
1: definitely. You couldn't he, get
0: Garuba to do it. <laughs> no, well, he's been no,
1: he's been better this year. I and he's also like more, more of a a five kind of. But the thing that I've been most impressed with Garuba this year is he's a a great passer. I, I didn't know that he was such a good passer. Like I've seen his international play and seen him perform as a passer there, but all of a sudden he's just breaking it out at NBA games. It's not at Shangun's level, but it's still at a really high level. He's a good defensive player too. The Rockets just suck right now. Um, And we have the problem with we're trying to run a rotation with 10 guys and three of them are center only players. It doesn't really work out very well. You can even try that in 2K and it doesn't work too good. (laughs) No.
0: The other two that I want to hit on, they're kind of like in the same vein and same size, same everything. Jalen Williams of OKC. Mm-hmm. J Dub, not the not the six eleven,
1: the six not, not Jalen Williams, Arkansas, Santa Clara. Right.
0: And Dyson Daniels, so New Orleans. Yes. And I look at those two I look at those two and I look at those two franchises and go They understand mm-hmm. this whole draft deal. Oh, yeah. People were critical of Griffin last year.
1: Oh, yeah. Myself included.
0: And it was kind of like you had to get the rot out mm-hmm. to get this in. Yeah. You know? And we don't know the, the intricacies of what goes on there. I know a couple years ago they had like highfalutin plants do all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. And it all kind of fell to the wayside, and that's neither here nor there. But the thing about it is, is that I mean, six, seven wings that can handle the ball, shoot the ball, connective tissue to the, the team around them, and run what the, the coach wants them to run. Mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, tell me if I'm wrong. Am I looking at guys that are. Rotation pieces in the NBA, like for a year, oh, that's look at. That's I, what I'm looking at.
1: Dyson Daniels is another guy I have an irrational love for. He's <laughs> incredible. I, I, I really like Jalen Williams too. But Dyson <laughs> when you say
0: irrational, is it irrational? Like, shout out to our guy. No, in it's irrational. By it's Tyler irrational and, like Kyler Copeland Emmanuel quickly love. Is it is that irrational?
1: It's it's irrational. Like I think he could very well be an all star, and maybe sooner rather than later. I think he's a very good on ball player, and like you, you. I don't know how the Pelicans did this two years in a row, but he's borderline all defense level player as a rookie, and. <laughs> like his skill with the ball in his hands I think is just going to develop more and more as time goes on I don't think he's anywhere near all-star level yet but I think like we could be saying that like it it could see Dyson Daniels as an all-star maybe before the end of his rookie contract depending on the amount of the role he gets I'll say
0: (laughs) Along that lines, a couple of nights ago, <laughs> I was just flipping around. Mm-hmm. Shout out to YouTube TV. That's who I use. My league pass. Mm-hmm. And there was a OKC Boston game going on. Yeah. And I'm watching Jalen Williams go past elite defenders.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he's that man, too.
0: Like... It was nothing. Mm -hmm. Then I had to take a step back and go, okay. SGA didn't play. Maybe they took their foot off the gas. Maybe this is a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. Maybe this was Jalen Williams. Maybe he got some sort of promise from Boston or I don't know. Yeah. And... I want to show you or he just loved their wings and went oh this good test Mm -hmm. go at these guys Mm -hmm. or he's just that good and we're seeing like the birth of something really really special you know like is it am I crazy to think that there are like three K Cunninghams in the league oh
1: that that might be a little bit.
0: No, uh, no, who's irrational? Who uh, yeah. is irrational? Ooh, you, you
1: might have taken a step farther, further than me there. Um, I like Jalen Williams a lot too, but Kade is, I don't know, Kade's a special kind of player. I could see Dyson yeah, maybe. Uh, living up to that one day. I just, I don't know if the ball in hand,
0: the passing, like, maybe if you, is is another thing.
1: maybe it's if you mix them together, Dyson and Jalen Williams, you make one Cade, but with great defense,
0: like hybrid Cades.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, could see, like I see like the type of player you're going for. I think they're 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 uh, Dyson. I'm, I'm really high on Jalen Williams. I like him too. I, I don't know if I'd go quite that far, but I I like your enthusiasm, I'll say.
0: I like Dyson Daniels because, to me, he's heady on both sides of the ball.
1: hmm Yeah.
0: Jalen Williams is heady on the offensive side of the ball, but very aggressive on the defensive side of the ball. hmm So, Didn't see any real defensive concepts with him against against Boston. I don't know if he needed them, (laughs) but uh, yeah, I was just those two guys to me personally. I looked at it. I was like, man, they draft. They just they just drafted just guys that you definitely can see in playoff situations and go. Yep, that's fine. I'm. I'm here for that. I don't have a problem with that person being out there. They are not going to hurt my team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And the upside is even, it's bonkers on on, on both of that.
1: Yeah, for sure it is.
0: The one last thing that I want to leave you with is this, is that, um, <clears throat> so, when Bayama... heard this on a telecast somewhere. The odds for win by Yama, the the, the actual pick is worth like in the top 30 Mm -hmm. of all like trade that could go on. So the the chance to draft <laughs> you're not even talking about yeah. certainty.
1: Yeah, the chance to Just draft. The
0: yeah. chance to draft is the twenty-sixth I believe I believe that's what it was, the twenty-sixth most valuable piece mm. in the NBA. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question. Yeah. I think that's low. <laughs> I think that's I think it needs to be way higher.
1: If, if, it's, way a higher. Chance. if no. it's a guarantee, it's mm-hmm. a no, no, no.
0: If you're in the top fit, I think that needs to be oh. in the top 15. Dude, oh.
1: there's don't, lots of good players in the league.
0: Right or, now. listen, that guy is seven foot four. Yeah. <laughs> if you got any chance whatsoever to uh. get him.
1: I guess, like, would I trade the Rockets pick this year straight up for Brandon Ingram or something like that? It's hard. It's hard to think There's of. no way
0: you would trade. It's hard. There's no way you would trade the Houston Rockets pick from Brandon Ingram. There's, yeah. like, three players in the league that you would trade that pick for. That's why I'm telling you the pick is the, the chance, the opportunity. The opportunity is yeah. is more valuable more. than twenty-six. Yeah, you Sorry might be. Sorry to to tell Bill Simmons his his trade asset whatever <laughs> yeah. whatever his deal is.
1: My you might be right. I I don't know. I the the 14% chance versus a guaranteed Brandon Ingram has me uh Curious. I guess it's a higher percent chance of being top two, but still, still, it's rough. It's hard.
0: He's he's a he's a he's a cross between like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Ralph Sampson mm, with should. like with he, like he all skills. He is. I mean, yeah.
1: He's yeah, he's incredible. I don't know. He the thing I keep keep saying my the only comp that makes sense to me is he's a seven for four Kevin Durant. That's what he looks like on the floor, and defensively, it's even like more insane. I don't know. I he he makes me very conflicted to think about.
0: I just had to hit you with that because I knew. Wby talk would get you going,
1: yeah. but yeah, I know I'm always down for Weby talk, absolutely.
0: I just found it odd that everybody's been talking about, oh, he's generational. they've been throwing names at this kid mm-hmm. we are talking about we are talking about the pantheon of basketball, yeah, and if you're talking about the pantheon of basketball, you're not talking about, oh well, he could you know, maybe it'll be Glenn Rice. Like, no. no, this is not this is not Josh Smith. This is not Rudy no. Gay. This is not
1: No, no, definitely.
0: And no slander to those gentlemen who yeah, played long times in the league and maybe might have been in bad situations. I don't know. But mm-hmm. Wayne Bayama has been mentioned in the in the air of Durant. Kareem. Yeah. Yao yeah, Ming. Me. Yeah. So if that's the Pantheon that you're looking at, <laughs> uh, Bill Simmons trade value, uh, whatever, top 70
1: is flawed. Yeah. Needs some more.
0: That being 26.
1: Yeah, you might be right. Oh, yeah. it be higher than that.
0: Because the opportunity is like, because it's like yeah. the lottery, right? It's That's what it is. It's the lottery. It's the mm-hmm. opportunity. There are yeah. people down here freaking out because our Powerball is like $940 million.
1: Yeah, but then if you win, don't you get like $12 or something? No, nah, man, no. Nah.
0: Here's, here's the thing first of, all, first of like, all there's more money that i could ever use okay if if you won you end up with like 500 million okay yeah.
1: that's wild to me
0: oh taxes are ridiculous here this listen yeah. listen the offices of RPC in los angeles california mm-hmm. if i was to win that oh yeah well you know Oh, man. I don't know what the Winger's office is going to look like, but I know what my office is going to look like. (laughs) (laughs) This this
1: is a... I'm doing right. (laughs) No, this is a good good thing we could start ending on differences between America and Canada. I got a good one here. Our lottery system, we have a max hit of 70 million. It can never get over 70 million. Okay. But once it gets to 70 million and more whatever their earnings are, they just give all the additional stuff out as million dollar grand prizes. And quite often the lottery does hit get up to 70 million and then just roll over over and over again and then there's normally like several lottery winners by the end and there's no taxing if you you get 70 million dollars
0: there's some so, sort of report that by the time they draw the numbers tonight then it will be over a billion dollars yeah that's so crazy I, all i'm saying is I, I i didn't buy a ticket um mm-hmm. you know, i don't know if i will i i got covid so i'm not going anywhere maybe the wife will yeah know. but yeah i just i just quarantine and, and just hear stuff and that's that's it but that's crazy 70 million that's the cap
1: that's a cap never never more
0: and what's the what was the kind of there had to be something to that
1: what well, was there they had it they had it higher when I was <laughs> a lot younger and the lottery was a lot more popular I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure why they originally made the change but Uh, first they, when they first changed it, they moved it down to, it was like 35 million or something. And then it slowly like went up to like 40 and then it was at 60 for a while. And now it's moved to 70. I don't know, a few years ago now. Um, I think, I think it might've been, uh, because people, it might've been like a change in the taxation law. Let me take a look at it.
0: Well, I'll tell you in America, can't have no cap hold on our lottery.
1: No, no, but you pay. Can't a hold on our lottery
0: number. and our bullets. <laughs> and so you can. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Can you um telling some person in Texas we're going to cap the lottery? Hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, I have no idea. Texas has
0: about. been one to succeed from the United States of America, and I'm going to tell you right now, it's not going to take
1: much for it to, to
0: succeed from the United States yeah. of
1: America. Well, th- there's people out here who want to <laughs> succeed from Canada too and join a country with Texas or oh. join America. They're, they're pretty insane up here.
0: No, I would tell those people, they know <laughs> Day no. 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 no, yes, yeah, no, um, no, love our country, but yes, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't have we do not have cap on our lottery, so no. if that... nobody wins this time, mm. the next time, I think it would be Monday, it would do it, I think it would be into like the one point six, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So 1. 1.6, 1. 1.7 range?
1: Yeah. I don't know. They got to get it up so someone takes home a billion dollars finally. One day.
0: Uh, I mean, if if somebody won a billion dollars, the, I think the last person who won, it was over a billion. They uh-huh. still haven't come to pick up their the lottery winnings.
1: Oh, I think it's man. been
0: like like five, six months. You know what though? That's smart because you're getting everything in place. You w- went to a lawyer. You went to a corporate yeah. lawyer. You went to somebody and said, "Hey, listen, put it all together before me. Before we even this is what we're dealing with. This is what yeah. we're dealing with after taxes. This is kind of where I want to buy the house. Where mm-hmm. should I stuff my money at? Where nobody can touch it." I'm sure you had to get all that. You can't yeah. just go running down.
1: Like, yeah, you're. I right. can't
0: be right. I would think. I think I would play it that way too, right?
1: Like, yeah, you know, I, I guess I haven't thought of that specifically, but I, I feel like I'd give all my lottery winnings away. I, I don't know.
0: Okay, yeah, you can, uh, No, know, we, we can have you win a lottery because, <sighs> oh, my God. Well,
1: I'll build our business first, and then I'll give the rest away.
0: Like, no, what are we doing right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there like, okay, I'm trying to get this dude paid. I'm like, oh, I could pay him way more money. Uh, He's like, I'm going to give it away. No, 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 Just What like, is he talking about? No, I got, I got a
1: squad I need to build up. And they'll you, make the, the you money from squad
0: that. that is going to be part of our squad, or this is a different yeah, of squad? Of course, always. Okay. That's a different story. I don't know. You know, this is all going to stay in because I have COVID. So you can just oh. imagine this is all. This We're um, not.
1: We went off the rails. That we're not day.
0: editing any of it.
1: It's just this oh, how it's okay. going to be.
0: Yeah. So. With that being said, Nico, any yeah. last thoughts about the week, about the crazy scoring that we saw, about um any changes or anything that you saw that was just like, hmm, let me just I'm gonna keep that in the back of my head for later on down the the, the road. Um
1: I I don't the Donovan Mitchell deserves to be in the MVP conversation, but unfortunately there's too many MVP candidates this year. Um, he should go back to like 2011 and then he'd win the award. Um, if you're a gambler and you want to make money, just bet on the best player that's playing against the Rockets to go over whatever their point total is. Um. Yeah, I think that's they play all.
0: No defense there.
1: Hey, no. Well, we tried to play defense. We just didn't. no. Eason plays defense. Jabari Smith plays defense. No one else plays. No one else. Jay Sean Tate came back yesterday, but I missed the game, so I the couldn't.
0: The Only talk. grown up they have. The the only yeah. grown up they have. Yeah, Tate went overseas. Mm-hmm. So I'll leave you one little one little nugget.
1: Oh, we've left them with many nuggets.
0: Yeah, but one, one, mm. one little one. Yeah. Last five years, Clippers have made some sort of significant to medium trade every single year. This year will be no different. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: You like that? I agree. Leave it like that. All mm-hmm. right. So. I got through this episode, which is crazy with COVID. So we just want to thank you guys for tuning in. Um, we are getting off the ground. We are being going to be doing this weekly football Monday, Friday hoops, and we're gonna somehow put out a live pod. I just can't it to, not it to do this one. Yeah, to yeah. energy to do this. So.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) sign off today. We we love you all. Thank you for coming in to listen to FRPC podcast, our first uh, podcast here, our second or third basketball episode so far. Second basketball episode so far. So we got we've got more coming next week. And uh, no. What? Oh okay. me uh, <laughs> Vince confused me there at the end. Look but the phone. we we are signing off though. And this COVID episode, I think we have to name it the COVID episode, uh is is coming to an end. So have a great day, guys.